You're listening to Growth Vertical, a podcast that inspires people to reach the next vertical point in their journeys. My name's Neil Patel and I'm a digital marketer. I'll be sitting down to share my experiences to help others find the right strategies to grow themselves, their careers and their businesses. What's up guys? Welcome back to another video on Growth Vertical. Today, I'm going to be talking about basic audits, right? So how should you actually be auditing what you're currently doing, right? What do I have to do now? Those questions about what do I do next? You know, where do I even start, right? And um, a lot of you guys, either you're marketing yourself or for example, you have your own business and or you're helping a business and you really want to find a way of understanding, hey, how are they doing right now? Could they do better, right? And these, carrying out an audit actually allows you to first gather all those answers, ask the right questions, of course, and I'm gonna be talking about that now, but gathering those answers, right? Getting all the info you need to make a marketing strategy, to plan out a roadmap, so that you can have either some growth tests in the pipeline, figure out what channels you wanna test, figure out what channels you actually wanna propose or which channels you may wanna even scale based on the results and which channels you actually wanna kill, right? A lot of people probably make the mistake of not killing a channel that's actually not working. And you kind of want to get into the habit of understanding, hey, how are things actually being tracked? How are things actually performing from an analytics standpoint as well? And just simply looking at the right data can help you understand, hey, are we doing well here or are we not? So let's get on to the actual audit. Um, What I've done is I've laid out what a general audit process would look like, right? I sort of generalize it a bit because obviously the different different types of businesses have different partners, like different uh, marketing initiatives in place. And so they really want to just, how do you say, mold and audit towards what their actual scene is, right, in, in, in-house. So let's go with the first step. Well, ultimately, if you're a marketer or even if you're a business owner yourself, or even if you've just founded a startup, you want to make sure that you've first done your background research, right? Have you even understood the market? Uh, You don't want to just go ahead and develop a product just like that. You actually want to understand what the market wants as well. Um, Is your solution, are people in the market actually ready for your solution or your product? So you want to go ahead as well, right? With understanding, hey, how's how's the current website performing? Do we even have a website, right? Look at, start, start asking these questions. So do we have a website? What do I need to learn about the industry to become better at what I'm doing in terms of marketing? Do I need to understand the type of competitors out there? Go through and find out, hey, first off, what are my competitors doing? What do their websites look like? And how are they actually going about marketing themselves? Where are they getting the most traction? And you'll notice that because you're going to go through a strict process for your own business or for the business you're marketing. And within that, you're going to do the same thing for a competitor right? So you're just going to rinse and repeat the process essentially. But you're looking out for patterns, almost these smaller golden nuggets that will help you go ahead and find, hey, what channels can we test, right? It gives you some form of indication of what you can start with. And one thing that a lot of people miss out on is understanding whether the business, your own business, or whether the business you're helping, whether there's a SWOT in place, a SWOT analysis, right? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Strength and weaknesses are both internal. So you're looking at internal strengths, internal weaknesses. Do you have to shore up any weaknesses? Do you have to capitalize on some strengths, right? Then you look at opportunities and threats. What does the market look like, right? 
are we where where do the current opportunities lie what are the customers saying what are the current users what, what are the current users that we're actually targeting what are they saying what do they need right and competitor analysis actually falls in between uh, falls into the opportunities and threats area because you can understand hey what what are what sort of products or solutions are other people um developing out there what services are they providing are they going to compete against us do we have to really be paranoid to some degree um how fast we have to be in executing on certain channels you actually gather all these this, this data and you'll actually understand it as a company am i going in the right direction now a great way to actually run a swot analysis and even look at the existing marketing plan if there is one um if there isn't you know you'll be creating one uh for your business or for the company that you're marketing for and with a swot analysis you really just want to gather the team right so look in just look internally hey uh send out, maybe you can even create a questionnaire i've done so plenty of times on google uh google forms so easy and um it's so easy to just go ahead and say hey these are my main high priority questions what do you guys think about this get them to like sort of interact with you in maybe some uh, like collective session where you're in one room and everyone's sharing their feedback and then also look at any existing sort of client data you have right any interactions you've had with customers can you spot any patterns with what the customers are saying things that they need things that they find frustrating things that you can do better and what that should take you on to right is after you've done all your learning you know for example hey first off does my website actually showcase what it should be showcasing as it act like a central hub of awareness so that they can find all the information that they need and that's super important right you need to make sure the background research you do the competitor analysis that you do do they actually if you're actually directly competing with these guys and competing on the market does your website technically showcase that you're a competitor in that market you're competing for space for market share in that sp- in that area and if you're if it's not really easy to tell right if it if you can't tell straight away that this what this business does what they offer what the benefits are and how well they're doing how reputable do they look how credible do they look then it's almost a no brainer what you should be doing first as a high priority right uh, a lot of people say you can start without a website things like that Yeah you can but you're going to need some form of you need some focus right you need to drive your traffic somewhere right if it's not going to be uh if you if you don't have a non-existent online presence so let's move on a bit so the next part of the audit would be to actually audit the website itself right so when i say that from an seo standpoint and from a technical standpoint now going on to that of course it's a refresh technically of what i just said but it's more so on a technical level right so are for example the keywords being used on a search engine matching up to what your website actually showcases right does your does the words used on your website you know does the look and feel of your website does it serve the users that are trying to get that information from us for that space are they getting what they what they actually looking for and of course the better value the better experience that you provide to those users the better your website is going to be the better your seo is going to be right and whilst you're auditing this you're looking at things like technical errors whether that's like page uh page load speeds right you're looking at whether the copywriting's done well enough uh what pages are available are they linkable assets uh for example lead magnets where people can go ahead and just sort of retrieve a guide so content marketing which I'll get to in a minute but you actually are following this process 
in order, right? So you're going from the background stages, which is the learning phase, then the audit phases goes on for a while, but you want to start off with, hey, what does my, my central hub tell me? What does my analytics tell me? That's where you move into Google Analytics, right? If you've got this data, it's really important to look at. So you want to look at things like your landing pages. You want to look at things like your top performing pieces of content, what your bounce rates like, for example, is a lot of people just coming to your website and 90% of them are just uh, trailing off and not clicking through to other pages. Are they not following your customer journey? Are they not clicking on your primary CTA, which may be to book a demo or to schedule, uh, get a free consultation or whatever you're looking at, right? And then that also brings you into the audit of the content marketing efforts, right? Looking at your blogs, any existing assets that you have. Are you actually producing pieces of content that are providing value to your audience, right? Content marketing is a really so it's a solid uh, long-term marketing strategy. And to be honest, a lot of companies do it by default now, which is incredible because we are, of course, in an information seeking age right now. A lot of people want to just seek out information, educate themselves, and everything should be available at a click of a button. So if you don't have anything and your competitor has like five pieces of content that's super helpful for their customers and you both are targeting the same prospects, who's going to get who's going to get the piece of the pie? Definitely not you, right? So you want to make sure you actually audit, hey, am I actually providing anything to the users that are finding me online through a search engine or through my other marketing efforts if I'm doing push strategies um, or even doing like general lead generation through paid platforms, paid social. And that's where I come onto the audit of social media, right? So you want to be able to look at how much content are you pushing out there on these platforms? Are you on the right platform? On a previous video, I go about telling everyone about how you should be really understanding the psychology behind platforms on the digital in the digital space, right? So we're talking about social media platforms, we're talking about Twitter, we're talking about Facebook, we're talking about LinkedIn, we're talking about Medium, there's like a ton of things, Quora, Reddit, you name it. But you need to understand the mindset behind that, right? Behind the people that use it. What type of people interact there, right? What, what sort of questions are they asking? How are they interacting um, on those platforms? What mindset are they in? For example, if you go to LinkedIn, you're not really in a buyer's mindset, right? And that's why people tend to sort of focus their time interacting with uh, other professionals on there. They go to like network, they go to hire. Uh, it's a top recruiters platform as well, right? So people go there to hire, people go there to almost progress their career, actually network. So if I'm scrolling and I see someone trying to sell me something, I probably, um, I'm not gonna click it, right? Now you're gonna need to do, I'm gonna need to be familiar with what you're offering and I'm going to need to be in that mindset. You're going to need to somehow convince me. That's why middle of the funnel content really works with LinkedIn. Plus it's B2B driven. Therefore, you should be focused on your efforts um, looking for business owners or like business contacts that you really want to reach out to, those key stakeholders you want to sell into. And Facebook, well, Facebook's a bit of a mix. And you'll notice that people go in there to sort of keep up with their friends, to go and interact with some groups now as well, right? Which is becoming really popular or become really popular. And you're able to actually go ahead and try to get them to stop on their page feed, right? So they're scrolling down the page feed. I'm not exactly looking to buy, but you'd be surprised of how many marketers really like do this really well, but try and get the users to actually stop, right? With an engaging ad. And by the way, if, you're, if your ad looks like an ad, then you're definitely doing it wrong, right? It shouldn't look like an ad. 
Um, but we'll go into reasons like that later. But what I'm getting at is understand the psychology behind the platforms that you're using. If you, you don't need to use all of them, you just need to put pick the ones that are suited best to the type of content you can actually push out on the base of your consistency. At, so at the rate that which, uh, which you can produce content and publish that. And also, is it for the right target audience? Are you, are you even in an area, right? Being in the right place with what you're offering makes a huge difference. So if I'm on Twitter, but I'm there talking about, let's say I'm just talking about pitching uh, my services to dentists on Twitter, right? There may be some, a few dentists and I'm going to have to go ahead and um, reach out to those dentists, but I doubt they're using, while they're performing dental surgery, they're using Twitter, right? So it's one of those things that you just need to think about. It's probably a bit of a bad example, but uh, you get what I mean, right? Uh, so let's go on to, let me just move this here actually. So let's go into Google AdWords. It could be, so I, I put Google AdWords as a, an example, but let's say for example, you're running some campaigns. Now you really want to look at the campaigns you're running. Let's say whether it's PPC, uh, Google AdWords is, or Bing ads, or even like uh, any other, any other search engine you can think of, any other PPC platforms you can think of, even things like YouTube uh, ads or anything like that. Or you can even start to audit your campaigns, like content syndication campaigns, your PR campaigns, anything where you've done like some uh, sponsorship posts, right? Where you've gone out and actually paid someone to interact with them, collaborate with them, produce some content. You really want to understand, hey, am I, re am I meeting my key metrics here, right? Am I actually producing what I'm supposed to? Yeah, when you're actually auditing these, you want to go through them channel by channel to say, hey, this channel, what are my primary KPIs? Have the client or have I even set any KPIs for this, right? How do I know what I'm actually trying to achieve here? Am I just, is it just a spray and pray approach where I'm just getting involved in the platform and just hoping for the best? Because that certainly does not work. And one of the problems in marketing is that a lot of people try to do everything, right? And there's a system to it. There's a process to it. There's a way to systematize it so that you can actually scale what's working and tracking the right metrics tells you uh, a clearer story, right? It should be data-driven. Now, lastly, I'm gonna go over to, I appreciate that I've sped this through, but you get the you get the drift on the different channels that I'm moving through. So next bit is if, for example, I'm in a B2B organization or I'm a B2B business, right? And I'm selling a software product. I want to go ahead and understand how my sales, what's my sales performance data look like, right? How are my sales team performing? Because to be honest, in B2B, there's going to be a heavy amount of integration between, uh, especially in the software industry or the SaaS industry, you're looking at integrating your sales and marketing team, which a lot of people tend to leave out. A lot of people talk about aligning them, but you really want to integrate the sales and marketing team, right? And that's why I talk about uh, integrating that in a minute but you essentially want to look at the performance rates right of how many meetings are being booked where's the revenue coming from uh from what audiences uh are there any objections what are the common objections and gathering all this data will help you inform things like your content marketing strategy going forward what do i need to produce content like for like why who's asking these questions what will it um will it carve out some of the objections right will it put them down and will it answer them right will it overcome them then you want to go ahead and like review the way the sales team are actually approaching their outreach. Is it effective? Is it efficient? Or is it spray and pray again, right? You want to make sure that there's a tailored approach. To be honest, if I was a, if I was a sales rep, you don't want to be 
just spraying and praying and like having like an email blast to a thousand people and you've just copy pasted a message because to be honest, to be quite frank, it takes the piss, right? And when I say that, uh, it, it's, it's a waste of time, not for, not for just you. Yes, it's a waste of time, but to the business owner or to the end user that you're trying to get in contact with, right? It's a waste of time to go ahead and push an email to them that's simply not going to say anything. It's just, hey, I'm going to sell you something and that's it. It almost feels like you're there to get paid for your base base amount and then just sort of, how do you say it? Just get in touch with them. Oh yeah, let me just hope if they can convert. That's not what you want, right? It needs to be a tailored and a very strategic approach. Are you talking to the right people about the right thing? Is it the right pain point? Is it the right benefit that you're trying to push towards them? Are you actually learning about them? What their industry, uh, sorry, what their company uh, news looks like. So for example, has there been any latest news on that company in that person's particular role? Something that affects them directly. You need to personalize it right in order to get through. And lastly, are the channels you're using correct, right? So a lot of people talk about, yeah, just, just cold call. Let's just use LinkedIn. Let's just use emails, right? Probably not in, this, not in the right way, right? So we're not talking about how, whether their messaging fits with the audiences and the channel that they're using. So it's similar to the way we're talking about getting into the mindset of actually saying, hey, well, I'm on LinkedIn and a lot of these business owners, a lot of the target audience do sit on LinkedIn, but how are they actually interacting on LinkedIn, right? What groups are they part of? Let me go and actually learn about a bit about their profile, what the background is like, and I'll connect the dots with, you know, what they usually like, what the, how they've come up through the ranks to their role, what sort of things have they achieved? And you never know, right, the type of channels that you can uncover um, or smaller micro channels, I would say, within a larger channel that you can actually win, get some gets quick wins in, right? Even quick wins, I'm going to say, because if, for example, you found someone likes to interact in a group and you had something very, really valuable to share within that LinkedIn group, then you finding that sort of smaller channel to say, hey, yeah, well, things seems like LinkedIn groups work for like the COO or let's say the VP of VP, well, VP of development, or let's say HR director, right? They may, they may like to go and interact in groups and you've actually gone ahead and helped them to some degree, maybe even pointing them to a piece of content that helps answer their question. And that's enough, right? That's enough. And then you can always build rapport over time and, um, and, and, and then reach out again. But like I said, having that sort of integrated approach also works with the type of channels that the SDRs are using. And therefore you need to assess, are they even using LinkedIn as part of their strategy? Uh, strategy? Are they using emails? Are they calling and if so when are they calling are they just calling first and re being really rude like trying to get someone on the phone or you know how, how are they actually doing this and look at the numbers right there should be some open rates and reply rates for 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 your emails they should be um the number of calls uh, that have been picked up right the number of dials you've made against the number of people who have converted and actually booked a meeting there should be uh for linkedin there should be the number of connections right the number of people we have the number of connections you've made, the number of touch points you've actually sent out um, on, on LinkedIn, the amount of profiles you've, you've viewed, the number of people that have accepted requests, the number of people that have replied to you and the number of people that are interested, the number of people that actually went straight into a deal. You need to have all this sort of info because without it, we're just doing things a little bit more free. It's, it's more of a cowboy approach and you don't want to do that, right? You don't want to cowboy it, okay? So, and lastly, 
you want to review the CRM, it's like, it's a godsend, right? So essentially you want to be diving just like, if you're going to be a headless chicken about anything, you should definitely go ahead and look at the CRM, right? The reason why is, or anywhere, it doesn't, if they're not on CRM yet, fine, but you want to go and understand, do I have any data for the existing customers we have or the people that even claim came close? Why did they go ahead and take the meeting? Why did they go ahead, book a demo? Why did they, why did they leave the demo without scheduling the next meeting? What were their priorities at the time, right? What is their, what does their company structure look like? What does their team look like? What role were they, right? Were they even the right stakeholder that they can even, were they even the decision maker that you needed to get into the room to make a decision? And also with that, you also want to review what existing workflows do you have with your CRM? So how is data moving from the marketing team to the sales team to the account management team? How are deals getting closed? Uh, is there a nice workflow from start to finish of for a customer, right? So is there a solid customer journey or is there a lot of friction in the process? Is there a lot of manual work where someone fills out a form and you're having to actually go ahead and manually reach out to the sales rep and try to get try to get them on chat, try to get them on email and try to notify them so that they can actually reach out and chase that lead, right? Closing and close them. All these things have an impact on whether your marketing and sales processes are going to be successful. And therefore you should go through this entire audit process. Now, there is one thing I'm going to say is that if you know that you've never actually executed any marketing campaigns, you know that it's just starting from scratch, then you're technically not gonna have a lot of this info. And that's okay. You start with what you do have, right? So this audit is just more so an idea of a basic audit of how you would go through each of the steps from like start to finish, right? And you'd actually put this into, well, find all the errors, and then you'll make sure that you have some practical benefits, right? So some practical action tips for how you can actually go ahead and remediate those issues, right? How you can actually go ahead and implement a marketing strategy to say, hey, so in the next three to six months, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. And what you're gonna be doing is uh, measuring these particular KPIs for these particular channels, and that's it, right? That's what we're gonna test over this time period. And then we'll move on to the next, and then we'll move on to the next. And within that, there'll be some monitoring periods where every every month or every quarter, you'd monitor the channel, uh, or even a lot more sooner, right? So even bi-weekly, if you fancy that. But what I'm getting at here is that you'd be measuring, uh, putting measures in place, and what you're measuring, you'll be able to gather data for, and you'll be able to understand straight away what's working and what's not, right? It's just the same thing because you're just, but you're just doing it without doing it an entire audit. You're doing it on the go, right? You have scheduled times. So this is a basic audit. I'll go into more detail about each of the sections over time, right? And I definitely have that uh, in future videos, but I sort of wanted to give you guys a quick idea of how I would conduct an audit, right? Where would I even start? And learning is one of the key things. If you're going to even try to provide any feedback to a company or if you're going to provide if you're just looking to understand hey how is my business performing you need to make sure you've got the right idea with what the market's about right have you done the market research just go and at least learn some things about it so you can actually understand the market space the lingo you need to understand how are people interacting in the space 
And that's the only that's the only way your insights and recommendations are going to make sense. Otherwise, you're just sort of saying, "Hey, I use this for a B two C company here, but uh, I'm also going to propose the same strategy for the B two B company." Uh, and the why doesn't really match up because the two types of companies are super different. So it needs to make sense. Anyway, you know whether you're even. If you're in a still, if you're still like in a pre-seed phase, let's say for example you're a startup and you're in a pre-seed uh, phase, or you're looking for Series A, Series B, whatever that is, right? If you haven't had the chance to explore the marketplace, you know, I'll be definitely making a video on how you can start up, how you can start your process, right? How you can start logging the right, documenting the right information you need to start to set up those growth tests, right, and start testing different channels right specifically and different audiences and the messages associated with those audiences if you don't know your current audience yet and so yeah i'll cover that in future in uh, in, in a future video as well and i'll definitely do a deep dive on some of these audits right so how i would look at uh, the website how i look at seo how i look at google analytics etc and, and i'll take you guys through that um, over time but if you do have any specific questions towards that um, let's say, for example, even where do I start if I'm currently a startup and I'm kind of looking to find my find my way with marketing? Where do I start? How do I know what I should prioritize? Then you know, drop whatever questions you have in the comments section below, and I'll definitely include them. Well, if I can, I'll definitely include them within the video that I'm going to be putting out in the future. So I appreciate you guys watching, and if you like this video, smash that like button. Otherwise. If you do want to see more stuff like this, then subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out. Otherwise, I appreciate you guys watching. Take it easy and see you soon.